Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. The show where Steve and Madame distill Office 365. Hello, boys and girls. No, no, no. Are Louder with more emotion. More panache. This is the first more time you... More panache. More panache. That's it. With attitude. Are you ready? Attitude. Three, two, one, and action. Hello, boys and girls. No, it's not a Western. It's not a Western Moraine. This is a podcast, a technical podcast. So a little bit of soul oh, shoot. and a little bit of action. Are you ready? Last time. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to do it. Myself. Okay, okay, okay. Three, two, one, and go. Hi, boys and girls. It's not a porn film either. Oh, shoot. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult for me. Every night I have to decide between watching a Western or a porn movie. So. Or drinking a whiskey. Or drinking a whiskey. I, actually, it's probably two out of the three you could do at the same time. <laughs> you, just, you just don't want to spill it. Oh, God, what a start. What a start. Wow. We're on fire. I did. We, what happened was that, uh, I, as you all know, because we have a lot of regular listeners now, I, I normally the one that says, Hey, Moran, number 75, or whatever the number is. Actually, I guess it's number 11. Yes. And of course, I said, Hey, Moran, you do the intro. And then I just decided to take the mickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling guilty now. I'm standing at the bar feeling guilty. But Don't worry, because you have a whiskey that I can taste today. I do, yes. So brilliant. I do. Yeah. And it's got a good little story. We'll, we'll throw that story in a little bit later mm-hmm. uh, for anybody that didn't pick up my tweet. Uh, but you've been a busy boy again, haven't you? Traveling the world. I was in uh, Warsaw uh, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. I was. Uh, that was a SharePoint Saturday. A SharePoint Saturday, yes. yes. Organized by uh, three very lovely people. Um, it was, it was brilliant. It was so, so very good. The event was great. The location was absolutely stunning. Um, really good, uh, uh, attendees as well. Numbers? Um, big numbers? Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was, uh, I think a little bit more people than last year. Um, so yeah, definitely good. I, I, I don't want to say any numbers because I, I will, Screw that I just, up! Just but, uh, and, uh, and then you did uh, Czech Republic this weekend. And just then, gone? yeah, I'm actually just from uh, just got back yesterday evening uh, from Brno, uh, which is is a stunning city. Was um, this your largest audience ever? I had n- <laughs> no, no, because they they actually uh, they had two tracks and they posted me against the local hero. The local hero. So everyone went to see the local hero because apparently he should be super funny and doing all kinds of crazy imitations and, and things like and, that. And probably jokes in Czech. Probably. So I only got a few uh, organizers and other speakers in my session, which was fun. I like stuff like that. And when you turn yeah. up and you get disappointed initially, but you kind of ended up sitting on the stage, don't you? And just having a, a chat and digging yeah, down, was, they can ask a question without disturbing anybody. Yeah. And it was much more relaxed, but uh, there was one person that uh, hasn't hadn't really played. The talk was about conditional formatting, so as most of us say, the Chris Kent stuff, because he's the guy who built that amazing yep. web part. Yep. So I was there, uh, talking about it, and one person uh, came to me directly after the session and showed their laptop like, look, I already installed that, and... Uh, I'm going to play with it, so brilliant. We were just talking about Moscow. Yeah. 
So Moscow, they've still got a call out for speakers. Uh, I think it officially closed. Oh, did it? I thought I read it the other day. Officially. Doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. My mistake. I'm happy. I'm just, uh, mm. I remember reading that, uh, they had something available. So it's cool. So SharePoint Saturday season's kicking off. Oh, it's, it's well underway. Uh, absolutely. I think every year there are more and more of these yeah. uh, SharePoint Saturdays. I've noticed there's a variety of them now. And did I see, um, um, uh, another user group. I've seen there's a European Teams user group. Joanne was tweeting yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So they've done a virtual conference kind of thing every yeah. month. Yeah. And did I see a um, Power Apps, SharePoint there, Power Apps Day or Flow Day or something? Yes, it was a Flow was Day. was a Power Summit and a Power BI, uh, Power BI weekend kind of thing this weekend yeah. in, in Ghent. Here this in community is amazing. It's, it's, it's growing. All over growing. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I really am glad to be part of it and... Having been in this game for a long, long time, it's pretty cool. It is. So many people who are just enjoying yeah, the whole Office 365 spectrum. It's brilliant. Neat. And a few thank yous. We've had a few people mention the last podcast. So this is number 11. So we released uh, 10, three or four days ago. We're, we're busy releasing some of the snapshots and videos from it. And uh, actually, you want to watch out on actually... By the time you get to hear these, they'll have already been out anyway. So chase some of the videos um, that you'll get to hear Moraine admit how he does his consultancy. And uh, he, he reads it in a little book. That's actually not what he's referring to, but it was it was just funny. I, I go through the podcast and I find all the little sound bites. Yeah. And then yep, I get yep. permission first because some oh, of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did. Context. It, was, it two, was okay. Just remember, everybody, this is two guys sitting at a bar. Chilling out and relaxing. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is that uh, thing called? Like, uh, content is king, but context is... Better? Queen? Something like that. Something like that. Queen? <laughs> I, I think... I think uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Another half saying, typically stand at a bar and can't remember what you're about to say. <laughs> yes, that. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, what else do we want to talk about? There was a couple, there was a new release earlier today. We were trying to make head and the tails off, wasn't we? So on the uh, yep. on Office Three Six Five, there uh, when you now share on OneDrive, you're going to be able to see the metadata of the people that are sharing from their well, libraries. Actually, when you uh, so in OneDrive, you have your uh, SharePoint sites uh, as well on the left hand navigation underneath all your default OneDrive things, uh, and if you click on that, you can click through your documents. And what they're going to do is they're going to make you be able to show your metadata there. Oh, cool. So, And that got us into a whole conversation earlier. It did. One of those where we say, why are we not recording this? <laughs> so we quickly turned the mics on and then started. Yeah, yeah I was poking fun already. Cool. Well, I want to try and go back to... Um, a goodie but oldie question, one that has been around for I really, really don't know how long for about do we put folders in document libraries? That age, age old question. And of course, it's mainly because one of my clients is kind of saying, no, migrate this content and leave them in folders. And I kind of go, no, don't put them in folders because, because... Well, because, and then well, you end up going down the rabbit hole where do there's we, lots and lots of do reasons. Do we need to start with some history and, and some context? Go for it. Context is queen, apparently. <laughs> context is something. It's something. Um, 
So we all know with file shares, we got folders and folders and folders and folders. So many levels deep. How many? Uh, do you know what your deepest has ever been? So folder inside a folder no inside a folder. No idea. Probably some log file or something. No, nope, the deepest I ever counted uh, was 18 folders deep from wow. the top level. 18 folders. And that was the knowledge department. Yeah. They're pretty good at burying their knowledge. Yeah, Yeah, local government organization. Mm. And when I'm doing training, I sit there and I go, so imagine, guys, you're opening the top level folder and you're going, click, 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 no more folders. And the folders not there. Was the last level, the 18th level, was it an empty folder? No, it wasn't empty folder, ah. but I've just looked in there and the folders aren't in there. So close, 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 close. Yeah. 18 yeah. deep. Wow. How does it get there? I mean, do you actually sit there and go, oh, I'll just make up another subfolder so that anybody that tries to find this information is buggered? Yeah. Is that it? So you- annoy, annoy them until they... Yeah. I don't know. I'll make it so my team can't find anything. I just did a survey of um, a bunch of people for setting up file planning and things. Mm-hmm. One of the mm-hmm. questions I asked was, um, do you spend more than a few minutes trying to find content that you didn't upload yourself into your file plan? And 77% said yes. They actually took that option. So there's a number of options. That option was that one. They can yep. find their own content very easily Mm, mm, but of mm. course finding it from somebody else and it's all to do with not knowing the name of the folder yeah so you decide hey this document is they don't take the obvious ones like legal they take oh this one's about subpoenas which for a lawyer you know what a subpoena is but if you're anybody else you don't stand a chance true yeah article 1528 Absolutely. Oh, we need we need one of those blue forms. Yeah. The blue form. <clears throat> no, but so so in file shares we had these uh uh folder things. Um we the main main issues with folders are you can't find anything because it's all hidden away in folders and subfolders and sub sub subfolders. The other problem is you open up a folder, it's empty. Like, oh my god. Okay. Now you have to go back and you have made that extra click and blah blah blah. Um, search gets screwed search because the folder name becomes a search term yep so yep. when you're searching for subpoenas you end up with a folder subpoena on there and then you oh, mm. rabbit holes so then SharePoint came along metadata before we go down that line Microsoft Ooh. did ourselves no favors with, favors with version 18 of Windows 10 because they extended the uh, path length from 256 bits to 512 bits. So at least the 256 bits, bytes, bytes, whatever, characters, there you go. 256 characters, yeah, characters yeah. meant that the URL was part of the path. So mm-hmm. at least that was a, a reason for not putting too many folders yeah. in. But then they said, you know, sometimes people really need more than 18 folders deep. And then they might want to drag and drop a document. So we better make sure that you can support 512 characters. Thank you, Microsoft. We love you really, but maybe that one needed a bit more thinking. Sometimes they just need a tight spanking. No and more, that in, no more in jokes. Porn. Okay. No. 
Oh, this this might be the title the title of this episode, like the porn the porn episode. No, okay. Uh, no, never no, mind, I think never I think mind. the title is better. This is uh, when Microsoft needed a good spanking. Yeah. Actually, I have to say congratulations on the last title. Episode ten title is the best one yet. The double digits. No, this was the one about the uh, technologies ruining our James Bond. Oh, James this, Bond. Uh, number nine. Number nine was it? Oh, um, yeah. Can't keep up. I can't keep up. No. <laughs> No, I just remember the time. Yeah, you're right. It was number yeah. nine. Uh, but I thought it was really cool. Anyway, you were saying, yes. Yeah, so SharePoint yeah. came along. SharePoint and libraries. came along. Uh, libraries, uh, but more importantly, metadata. And the brilliant thing about metadata is that now, if I'm not looking for subpoenas, but I'm looking for the blue form, I can have that extra metadata in there where if the lawyer goes into my files, he can drill down uh, or he can look for that subpoena uh, filter or group or sort or well, whatever. Let's, let's say that he uh, takes the manage metadata filter on the left-hand side of the document libraries and chooses subpoena. For example. Or I can just go, oh, I need a blue form or I need a yellow form or I need a pink form. And he's got what he wants. Yeah. Isn't and metadata amazing? It. I love I love metadata. There's only one tiny, tiny, winny problem. And that is end users hate metadata. They hate no, filling they, they hate don't. filling it no, no, they hate filling it out. Everybody loves metadata, but they hate filling out metadata. I'm not sure about that. And okay. I, I really loved back in two thousand seven you had that document information panel in Word and Excel and PowerPoint. Yep. Uh where you just Opened up, you create a new document from um, from SharePoint. Uh, it opened up in your client application. And you had that information panel where you could just already type in your metadata. You don't have to leave your application, and you could just type it therein, and you saved it into SharePoint, and everyone was happy. And I that guess by implication, you're saying it's not there anymore. It's hidden away. It's hidden away. So if you go and check that box in the content type, does it not pop it open when you open up a new document? One to test. No. One to test. No. It's still there under the, under the, the file tab that you can fill out. But if, if you have the content type in the document library and the content type, if you look in the settings of the content type, it says force the panel open when you open the document. And if you check that box, when they open the document, the panel is already open. Go check. Oh, really? Yes. You see, last last podcast, you taught me about right-clicking on the app and the yeah, files. Yeah, yeah. I think if you go and have a look at the content type and you have a look under the, it's, I think it's one of the uh, fifth one down on the left-hand side or something, there's actually a box that says force the panel open when you open the document. And then the panel appears. <laughs> you should see his look of disbelief. Mm. Uh, I tell you what, I can get you to, I can change that disbelief into belief. The whiskey we're going to drink tonight is superb. I know it is. Now I had you it, see, now he's I got that look of belief. 13 years ago. Wow. Probably not the same one. Was you legally allowed to, legally allowed to drink it then? I was. Yeah, well, good. Barely, yeah. but yeah. All right, cool. Let's go back then to this. So, so we, we know the difference, and I think most of our readers already know you know, what metadata actually is and yes. all that kind of stuff. And just for the record, I'm sure most of our listeners, I said readers, but listeners, boy, they might be reading your webpage, the notes. Most of our listeners also know that you can drive this metadata by content type. Yeah. 
Um, so effectively you can copy it across and especially with the, the new ways that they're playing around with content types, if they get to where they should get to with that little route, which we might find about in May, mm-hmm, then we mm-hmm. may find a, an easier way of setting those things up. Yeah. So here's the scenario. Then I am migrating, I don't know, 10 terabytes of data mm-hmm. and it's currently in folders sitting on my file share and I have some options. So. Let me see if I can go through the options and correct me if I miss anything. I can shift and I can, what's that wonderful term we're using? Lift and shift. That's the one I was looking for. Lift and so shift. I can lift and shift. I can take the folders and I can lift them up from where they are and I can shift them into a document library uh-huh. and it will look exactly like the same. Like drag and drop. Like drag lift, and drop. Lift. Drag and drop. That's be good. I should customize that. I should re- trademark that term. That's, uh, yeah, that's well, lift one. and ship sounds sounds more professional. <laughs> so yeah. we lift and shift. That's one option. The other yep. option is that we lift and shift the content only, not in the uh, folders, and then we use the folder path as a metadata item. So when mm-hmm. I look at the library, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see the documents. We did yep. that on one of yep. our last contacts, yep. and, yep. and that yep. I think yep. was so. That's option number two. Yep. Number option number three is that you can put an XML file on the site that actually has default settings for folders. Not quite sure how that fits in, but you can set a default setting on a a metadata file, store an XML file, so you can actually build that manually, attach it to the library. So if a folder comes in of a certain name, it will set a default metadata column. All right, That's software programming, and I don't do that. I know you can do it manually. I didn't know you could do it. By XML, yeah, as a well. uh, uh, Christoffel, one of the guys mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, the wonderful HPE company that we're working with on a project. So Christoffel told me you can do it with a, a file. So you have to pre-program it up, and you have to make sure the folders are in there because that might not be where you want to go to. Doesn't really matter either way around. That's pretty we cool. Can, we can have yeah. a folder. So if I drag a document into a folder, the metadata gets automatically created, and then I have views. So then people can look at have a view with folders. And they can have a view without folders. So that's option number three. Yeah. Option number four. Option number four is that I can either lift and shift and make that library read-only so they can find their content. Mm -hmm. But then all the other document libraries where they save it to when when they've worked on the document, they are all metadata-driven and they have to fill out the form. My magic number is three, by the way. Number tree, of maximum number of fields that anybody has to fill out on a on a metadata form. Yeah. Three people tend not to get too pissed at. And if you can default the rest of them because you know the yeah, location of the site. Yeah, you need to try and default as much as possible, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, true. if you can get down to what type of category and maybe um, category and subject, for example, or even mm-hmm. just pull it from a term set. True. Good yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we won't cover it now, but the file plan and the labeling... Uh, can be driven by a lot of stuff um, and it will automatically label it by location and content type and all that kind of bits. All right, so that was four options for mm-hmm. migrating the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also, uh, you could search. So you can actually search the file shares and then create a search web part on the page and do a search query so it's always looking at yeah. your yeah. location. Yeah. And yeah. again, yeah. then they open it up and then save it to the document library. That's five yeah. options. I'm on a roll here. Can I it's, think of uh, six? Yeah. 
Should we do like last episode? Uh, we do a recap every Oh, yeah, go on then. Let's <laughs> no. do the recap then, Moraine. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, okay, let's do this because this, this is fairly hot for me at the moment. So, lift and shift, as yep. they are. Yes. Um, and then there were four others. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. uh, so, lift no. and shift, uh, metadata yeah. only. Yeah. Um, folders with default metadata filling out. A yep. uh, read only uh, library. Of mm-hmm. all the content lifting shifted, so yep. it's read only, so you have to save it. And then a web part. So yes. you actually have a search web part yep. that is staring then, at the file share and then yep. giving the file so they can get it up and then they can do Brilliant. it. Brilliant. The web part, by the way, you need anyway if you're not going to move all of the content. Because if you've got five years, 10 years, 20 years worth of content, you don't want to move 20 years into your, your SharePoint site, do you? No, that's true. But do you. Well, there are multiple ways of looking at that old archive content. Um, so what I would do is I would say um, store it somewhere and only have a few people access to it. If it's so, read-only, you can have well, everybody. It, it, it all depends, of course. Uh, it depends how many times you still want to look at that data. If it's legal, for example, they might... A few times per year, have to take a look at really old data. Okay, if it's here's a question: do marketing they, do they, or sales? Maybe not. Do they really need to look at it, or do they just think they need to look at it? There might be a risk when I need to do that because the legal profession is about previous decisions and court cases and yep. all that kind of stuff. So they tend to have built into their head that they're going. But yes, so we'll we'll talk about data left behind. To think a little bit later. No, but I just I'm just saying on. it's it's always it, it's always an it depends answer. It's a thing that you need to ask the business. Like, okay, do you still need access every now and then to that files, or do we really want to take it so far away that you can't see it anymore, but that we have to keep it for um, uh, some kind of legal reason. So that's uh, like retention. Yeah, stuff like that. All right. So Records. are all your users clones then? They will all agree with what they want to do with their data. Because you said you ask the business and everybody keeps saying, yeah, let's talk to the business. So they're all clones because they'll all come to a single agreement and then the problem goes away. Wow, that would be cool. So it's not if really. There so was ask ever a project where everyone would agree on this is the best way forward. That, oh. Man, I would pay to do such a project. Really? Yes. I uh, might try and fix that. Because just that, pro- that project will be done in three days. So you won't get paid much. You no. won't have to pay much. I don't have to pay much. That's true. So, but going back to that, asking the business, I think that's one of the kind of things that where you go, and what is the business going to tell you? You don't know, you see. Some of them are going to go, I want metadata. We want to keep my department moving forward. I want nice and flexibility and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And somebody else will say, "No, we don't want that. We don't want. Uh, we want my folder folders. Structures. Yeah. We want to feel comfortable and old yeah. fashioned yeah. and and wrap ourselves up in a blanket in front of a fire with one of those whiskies you keep recommending because we don't want to do anything <laughs> new like try some of that gin stuff, you know." Ooh. We want to stay exactly as we are and use mm. folders. I have to say the legal team and the finance team are usually immensely well organized with their folders. Finance teams inevitably number them. Who numbers folders? Oh, you do. 
I do. Yes. I do to uh for my uh, uh Teams channels for yes. example. One of his Because uh, you can't order Teams channels. So what I do is I put zero one, zero two, zero three, zero four because then they're nice in order. So you heard it here and any other SharePoint Saturday talk on his uh Yeah. Anyway, coming back. So the business say I wanna stay with my folders and I wanna stay with metadata. Can we do both? Is that a sixth option? We, we ask the business and those that want both. to stick with folders, stick with folders, and those that want to do metadata, stick with metadata. It's technically possible. There's a bit because here. in your view you can easily say, Okay, I wanna show I've I've got a view with my folders, I've got a second view where I say in my view don't show folders, just do it by metadata. But 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 that only works if you have that strict folder setup and you're not leaving it and everything is there by all right let me let me stop you yeah, i can watch you trying to pick the words yeah. so if you went to mock use the mock team and goes yeah. hey guys we're going to change to sharepoint some people we're going to leave with folders some people we're going to do metadata what mm -hmm. do you think the mock team will say that's two lots of videos i have to do two lots of different training courses i have to do and then you're in poo street again yeah. So you're back where you started. Let me throw some more dimensions to this. So even if I choose one of my six or seven options, depending on how I'm viewing my documents, depends what I actually see. If mm -hmm. I keep folders mm -hmm. and I hide them in my data, my default views so that people start to use metadata and they fill out the metadata and I have these great views based upon maybe the folder name and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. as soon as I synchronize it down to my OneDrive sync tool, I'm back to having my folders in again. I know. <clears throat> so let's even assume, I know you know all of this. But that, no, no, I know, I know. But I know you know, and there's no answer for it. So, and of course, if I have three folders, um, legal bits that I need to do and financial bits I need to do and personnel bits I need to do, mm -hmm. and now I get involved with working with the marketing team on some stuff, so I need a new marketing subject. If I'm in metadata, I just add an extra choice field or change the term set. If I'm on my sync drive, if I'm sitting there looking at it in Windows Explorer, I'm going to create a new folder. Yeah. And if I'm using default metadata column, sorry guys, this, I, this, this week I've been on this subject, left, right, and center, and it's kind of winding me up. So you are listening to a tried, but users just create folders. I know. Yeah, no. Now somebody has to and go and change the default so that if somebody drops into that folder, he gets tagged. It's yeah. a nightmare. And the problem is two years ago, we got this brilliant new tool called Microsoft Teams. And <laughs> I, I, love, I love Microsoft Teams. But of course, like the listeners will probably know, every time you create a new team, you create a SharePoint site behind it. There's a document library in there. And every channel that you create in your team is a folder in your document library. So that is brilliant if you also want to sync that into your OneDrive client because you've got folders on Teams, folders on uh, so channels on Teams equals folders in your SharePoint equals your folders in your OneDrive client. So that's brilliant on that plane. But we just said folders have their disadvantages and metadata has their some advantages. So how can we how can we make that happen? And I know last year the Microsoft 
said, okay, we're going to give the team's experience a much better document handling experience by giving them the full-fledged document the modern library, library. Yep, capabilities the modern library. in Teams. But it's not here yet. We still haven't seen that. It's been the, a year or something. And I've, I've been, I'm really waiting for that because then I can add metadata as well. Yeah. Point. I know. I, th- this, I have no answers at this point in time. Depending where you go with this, it's not a single view anymore. So if we go to 2010, all right, and you sit there, it made sense to go to metadata. It made sense to get yep. the folders. You could Absolutely. kind of see where yep. you're going. Then they brought one Unless you in. were using Groove back then. Uh, yeah, uh, to well. sync it was all files based on Groove to... anyway. Let's, let's not <laughs> okay. go there for a minute. No, no, no. But if, when they brought OneDrive out, of course, that was folders because it's personal folder. So um, I can name my own folders and I know what I've made, named them. So folders in OneDrive is okay. But then that kind of supports the use of folders. So even in document libraries. But doesn't wouldn't OneDrive be so much better if I could create in my OneDrive multiple libraries and each of these libraries could have their own metadata because for me and I know I I, I shouldn't be saying this because it's really bad practice but for me I'm well, I'm a freelance I can I can do whatever I want with my OneDrive but that's right lead by example Marie yes. go for it lead by so example I have all my travel pictures on OneDrive I've got all the pictures of my daughter there I've got my business documents there I've got my SharePoint presentations on there so I really want to tag them with metadata. Like, for example, all my, my sessions that I've given, I want to tag them with this is the year I've, I gave them, this is the event that I gave them, this is the topic that they're about, this they're 40 minutes, they're 50 minutes, or 60 minutes, whatever. But I don't want to do that for my pictures of my daughter, for example. I find there's, there's some automatic tagging goes off as well. So uh, I have a lot of my artwork in there. Same as you, I have... All my photographs in there that uh, I take, there's, I don't know, 40,000 pictures in there nowadays or whatever. Mm. Uh, but if you search for things like beach, because you wanted a beach background on your PowerPoint presentation, the artificial intelligence actually goes off and identifies photos with beaches in, and it pulls them out. You're looking at me, gone out, is a, wow. you're bullshitting me, Steve, really? that's not true. No, it really is true. Wow, if I'm you, learning so much tonight. <laughs> oh, cool. If you put nighttime in, for example, it works out whether the photo is a nighttime photo, and it gives you your back. Look, come on, let me show you. Let me leave my wonder. No, I won't do no, it. It's a live demo. But go yeah. play. Uh, yeah. What I don't understand, though, is why they have not done facial recognition. So when I have one picture of your daughter, no, when you have it's one in, picture yeah. of your daughter and you go, hey, find me some other photos, why are they not doing that yet? I don't get that. This facial recognition has been around so long. something in stream where you can say, okay, this person is talking. Stream won't look at, vid- at uh, pictures. It won't look at pictures. No, no, no I know, I know, but... It's it's a really cool. Uh, it's a really cool. I've I've only seen it demoed. I didn't. Set oh it up no, I've seen it and used it. It's really quite neat. It's pretty cool. It yeah. is pretty cool. But anyway, just one of those things. Look, I mean, believe it or not, this little subject has took us to thirty minutes. Already, already. But I know. we have so much more to I, cover. I know, and we haven't even got any answers. And so I honestly don't. don't know the answers. I just wanted to say one thing. So we've talked about five or six options across the top. And if you like, yeah. there are top headings. If you start to mm-hmm. drill down and look at all of the different ways you can view this, like sync, like with different kinds of views, 
uh, like through the app, yep. you know, and all those kinds of things, then you have to consider whether the decision I've made about whether I lift and shift, lift and shift with default columns, do metadata, you have to kind of make sure that that is going to be a common view all the way through. So, for example, the perfect view for your library is with metadata. In my opinion, a good, solid term set filled out with the organization's terms with the supporting metadata for the different type of content types is perfect. When you synchronize that down, though, without folders, you just get a whole list just of file names. So we're still waiting for that thing. But let me let me finish this off, just and then I I will shut up because I want to tell the story about the whiskey. And I, but I'll let you I'll let you have the final word on this. We have in May a bunch of stuff that we're being rumored out, and I'm not telling you anything that you guys can't find on Twitter. But the guys are saying, "Wow, yeah, May SharePoint conference is going to be superb, and look, there's going to be a whole cool bunch of AI stuff coming out." Now, wouldn't it be really neat if that AI stuff was able to take information from the file path and auto-tag a document, auto-metadata it? Because it now will tell you what the document's about. So what I really want to do is to drag that document in and then let it auto-tag it from your term set even. Yeah? That sounds like a brilliant third-party opportunity. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, should I, do I want to do this or not? No. But, but you know, because that's the only thing I can think of that would work here. I can have folders, but I need to, when I drop it into a folder, or when I create a new folder, I need a little bit of intelligence to look at it and go, okay, so that folder's name is legal, and I can prompt for new ta tags at any time. So even if I drag and drop a document in, the AI can say, just hold on a minute. You can help me by just answering these few questions, please. And then it goes off and pre-fills out the particular columns you want so that you always end up with a perfect metadata view. Now, Microsoft, I hope you're listening. I need that for next week, all right? Because my... <laughs> next week, Monday, please. <laughs> next week, Monday, please, yeah. Sorry, you were about to say something to close this down, but I just... That, that depth is important, and it's stopping us nowadays make a simple decision. So, Microsoft... If you are doing AI, we need some help. True. Now, the, the thing that I was just blurp, that was blurping up in my brain when you were saying, look, and then I've got my long list of documents because I'm working with metadata, I don't work with folders. I sync it down, now I've got my long list of documents. Is that where search should play a really important, vital role? Yes. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Um, search in AI. When is the whiskey opening up? Uh, any second now. Okay. I think search in AI. Uh, mm -hmm. This is really an area where I think they can they can yeah. they can shine. Uh, in September at Ignite, they showed you those um, uh, information cards, and the, with the AI window that said, "Hey, this is a document about so and so and so and so and so and so." It's not out yet, but it's one of the okay. new features that, okay, that they okay. demoed, and it was okay. really neat. I need to tell you a story about a whiskey bottle unless you've got a final comment on folders and metadata. Something profound. My, my final profound answer is Take the lid it's off the bottle. such a big discussion. Um, there are multiple ways to do it. There's no good one real solution. There's no one ring to rule them all. Oh. Um, I think the business is key. And maybe yes. maybe it's t-shirt sizes. Maybe we're into agile here. You know, 
Ask the business how important this is. Is this a small t-shirt, a medium t-shirt or a big t-shirt? And get a feel from the business. And that's actually the path I'm going to take. So I'm actually bringing together security and risk, uh, the architect for the project, four or five business people, and some of them are an existing SharePoint people. Mm-hmm. And then we'll look at what we actually have to do. And you know what we haven't even talked about yet? Is how we think about cleaning up that data. And so we don't migrate, you know, and I think... So, on that note, I'm going to tell you a story about a whiskey bottle. Bring it on. My good lady is not very well. Moraine knows uh, mm. Silver, and uh, so she had a, a little time where she's had to sort of uh, uh, sit on her backside and stuff like this and rest a little while. And uh, her friends came. So all the girls came into the house last Saturday night, bringing flowers and chocolates, and they all sat down. And, of course, being a very, very good husband, I was the waiter for the night. So cracked a bottle of champagne for the girls and took the bunches of flowers that that got delivered, some beautiful tulips. And I went digging around in the cupboard where the vase are. Do Americans call it vase? We need to think about our American American audience here. We've got quite a large American audience. What do they call a... The, the thing to put flowers, flowers in. in. In Britain, it's a vase. We use a vase. Anyway, we'll go with the British yeah. vase. Okay, the vase. The and um, as I'm on the bottom shelf of this cupboard, the shelf above is where all the whiskey is selected. And I suddenly found this box. We'll make sure we put a picture on, on the front. Yeah. And it was this a... light green box. Yeah, uh, a Terraconnell. The Terraconnell Irish whiskey. And it hadn't been opened. I have no idea... I mean, it was obviously the whiskey fairies. I must have lost a tooth or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But the whiskey fairies dropped this bottle in. I can only think that last, last February I had a big birthday party just for the hell of it. Yep. And various people bought various bottles of whiskey. And I think it must have got put down there by somebody else. So I found this whiskey and it's a fabulous whiskey. It's, I know. it's probably the nearest Irish whiskey that is close to a scotch. In terms, of, we're going to taste this in a wow, minute. Wow, that's but, a bold but think it is a, okay. It's not. It's not a smoky. I no, know no, no, it's not. No, a, no. It's not but, if you, but if you, no. when you taste this in a minute or two, because I had to take the lid off and check it, you of know, course, I couldn't save course, it for tonight. Of course. So um, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to let Moraine just to, to talk about some of the, the notes on this. Why I go and pop the lid. Yeah. So Tirconal, uh, Irish. Um, I love that sound. That's why I really hate it. We, we had that one whiskey. I can't remember which it was. And that had the... Um, that, that screw cap. Oh, that's that's just terrible. Wow. I just hate the, the sound of a good cork popping out. So. It's right. brilliant. So, I didn't know it was named after a racehorse. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the name of a, one of those famous racehorses in Ireland. And so uh, the, the uh, Ty Connell whiskey. So I'm going to do the color first because this color is fluorescent to me. It's not really fluorescent. It is, it is a crazy color. It's, it's yes. light and bright and incredibly refreshing. It's liquid sunshine. It is. That's a really good, a really, really good description for it. Yeah. So I'm looking at some taste notes here. And um, the aroma, one guy says, is like icing sugar and green apple skin. With vanilla and buttery almond croissant. Really? Croissant? Yeah. And there's another guy who says, I don't like it really much. I think it smells like phenolic with magic markers and ash. (laughs) 
So, I, okay. <laughs> I think this is, uh, it's not peppery. It is a hint, Petey. Just, we haven't even tasted it yet. We haven't even tasted it I know, it I know, yet. I know. But I'm sitting there, there's I'm so talking much... to the glass again. I've got the glass near the mouth <laughs> and I'm ignoring the microphone. So, yeah, it's kind of peaty. Anyway, no. I'm going to go for this. Yeah, but it's kind of peaty, but it's it's much, there, there's way too much honey uh, in there and fresh freshness in the nose to be really that peaty. No. I agree entirely. But that's the bit that's the Irish, but it's this fresh taste that makes it more like a scotch. And and it's very lively on the mouth. It's lovely, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh I, wow. I know it says it's sweet, but it doesn't come across as overly sweet. But And, it, and it's not really vanilla-y either. The apple I can taste. Whatever that guy yes. said about those green apples. Yes, apples and almonds. And yes, definitely. And the, the thing, it's... it's the, 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 when it's in your mouth, it feels so very uh, like a thick liquid. It, does, it just it's 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 more like a uh, like real like a honey. drum buoy, for example, yes, like where a liqueur. you get the uh, yeah. But the color but doesn't show that at all, does it? Because you'd expect no. that to be darker. But it's a beautiful drink. It really is a beautiful drink. It is. That reminds me, I really need to buy another bottle of uh, this one. It's also not one that you just pour into a big cup and just slug away no it's not i I mean like the label on the uh the box here it says um uh, elegant and sophisticated single malt and it has that kind of edge to it it absolutely is yes it's this is not something like for example with the lagavulin i could just pour three four fingers in a glass uh with an ice cube and just sit and watch a sopranos episode and just drink have a good cigar with it this is just for that little taster and just experience all the flavors made me smile at the weekend i had a lager full in mm-hmm. and uh, i just you know i go to the cupboard and i tie one decide what i'm going to do next and uh lager full in is one of my favorites the 16 year old is is it's everything that another scottish whiskey isn't and it makes it really special but it's very, very firewood and barbecue. It is. And yeah. everybody in the house is complaining about my whiskey smell floating around the house. It was kind of, it wasn't exactly <laughs> Lafrague La strong mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. that is very bitter and dark. Mm-hmm. But of course it's in the mm. it's in the taste. Whereas the the nose of the <laughs> the Lagavulin was getting me into trouble. So I just had to drink it quicker. Oh, poor you. True. But it, that means I only have to get a barbecue. It's definitely a barbecue and whiskey that, that would go with it. Anyway, we're not talking about Lagavulin. We're talking about this Tyrconnell. Yes. The Tyrconnell yes. single malt Irish whiskey. I, it's, it's creamy Irish. So that, uh, aftertaste is. is smooth. It's definitely the Irish, but it, but it has the nose of a scotch. And you're right, it is generally a touch sweet, but not liqueur sweet. This is actually quite a confusing whiskey. It is. But it's all there in one drink. It's not that it's yeah. mixed or difficult to describe. No, it's it's a thinking whiskey. So when you need to think about something or solutions, like should I go with metadata, should I go with folders, you need an inspiring whiskey that brings out a whole range of tastes to... <laughs> it was on a roll there. It was a good one, though. You're oh, right. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. 
you're you're right. It you is rained on my parade. I'm so sorry. I ah, could not resist. Okay. But uh, I was saving you from a later embarrassment. I'd have just taken that one as a soundbite and sent it out on Twitter later. Good. But you're right. I mean, I'm not disagreeing mm. with. I mean, yeah, I'll take the piss. But we never disagree on anything. No, we don't, and we have a soundbite that says we don't too. Yeah. I want to keep talking about this. It is lovely. Anyway, guys, if you get chance, it's, uh, I did say this earlier, Tyre O'Connell. It's just a single malt whiskey. This one's quite old. It's been made since 1762. Oh, no, that was established in 1762. Okay. Anyway, it's been around a while. Yeah. It's in the northwest side of Ireland. So it's in southern Ireland, but in the northwestern side, which actually makes it very salty on the um, at the Atlantic coast. Okay. So there you go. And uh, so, yes, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about the whiskey. It's a thinking whiskey. I agree with that. I like that. Yeah. It got me It got me stuck in my thoughts. Mm. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. What a podcast. Wow. It just shows that folders and metadata are not dead. I mean, I remember uh, yeah. in 2003, 2004, teaching this stuff in Germany, and there being a whole kind of chapter about folders and metadata mm-hmm, and encouraging mm-hmm. you in the course notes to, hey, open up a conversation with the users about whether they go with folders or metadata. Mm-hmm. And here we are again, 20 years later, when, with the question not answered. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing so much training uh, during my professional life, or giving so much training. And every time I would do a SharePoint training, there would always be uh, an exercise about document libraries and if you put uh, metadata in there then you would find everything much faster with your views and the sorting and the filtering and whatever than with a normal folder way and everyone just always left that training session well, maybe not everyone but lots of people always John did I- no John did and Simon did they told me they left that training session and they <laughs> they got metadata no, but I I got really good feedback. Like, wow, this is really interesting. This yeah. is really, this will get us into how it should go. I was essentially and the same, exactly the same. And I think it's it's not the end result that we're really talking about. It's the journey. So one of the other choices is that we do the lift and shift, and then we work with the teams to actually convert it in some way, which means that it you do it be. over two years instead of doing it kind of you know in yeah. one. And, of course, only the teams that want to talk about it. But, but we also know that Microsoft needs at least three versions to get something right. Which version of SharePoint are they on now? So they started on <laughs> team services no, and I'm Tahoe. talking about the, 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 the client. I know, you're right. And Listen, but the, the, the problem is not the sync client. The problem is actually that Windows or your Apple device or your whatever doesn't allow you to have metadata. The real problem is that this is getting boring saying the same old thing and we said that our podcast is supposed to be two guys at a bar talking shit, drinking a whiskey in a very short amount of time and this subject is now 48 minutes long. Oops. Uh, oops. I think it's time to say goodbye. All right. Any guys that listen to this while they're jogging, I hope you enjoyed the extra mile. <laughs> I hope you didn't pass your house and now you have to run one mile back to your <laughs> Where you started from. Oh, well. All right. Listen, uh, we brought, a, a, I hope you, hopefully, stuff that you found interesting. We don't have any answers this time. We just have lots of questions. Yeah. But maybe the answer really is to bring the businesses in some way and try and do that T-shirt thing and get a feel for what they want. Yeah. The whiskey 
was superb. One of my best finds this year, literally. <laughs> yeah. Find it at the bottom. And it's of the free. <laughs> and it was kind of free, yeah. Come and buying it. But if you get chance, the Tyroconnell is superb. I'm still desperately trying to get Kilbegan rye. I really want to taste that Kilbegan rye. Oh, Moraine you mean, the, the, you mean the one the one that was on the list of the, the you bar did in not Bruno taste that I did not taste. Even after the Manhattan rye, you didn't taste that. Mind you, the choices on there was just so yeah, it wasn't to the first be choice. honest, by the time we got to that bar, there was already a lot of Slivovich involved. Okay. Uh, well. So, I, I, to be honest, I didn't really take a hard look at the list of whiskeys. But you just me. took the photograph and sent it to me I, and said, yes, Hey, Steve, yes. look what I'm looking at. Yeah, yes. pain in the ass. Yeah. I should have made you bring one back as a takeaway. But to, to be honest, uh, there was uh, one girl and uh, three other guys that were not into whiskey. So what I did, I ordered um, a heavily peated one and I ordered an, an Irish one. Uh, so three heavily peated uh, whiskey, uh, glasses, uh, two glasses of an Irish whiskey, and I let them taste the difference. And they each could tell uh, or could, could speak out about which one they liked more. And the results were really, really interesting because yeah. some really would go for the Irish whiskey, more subtle, more flavor and other would go for the heavily peated uh thing so and being a podcast hero you recorded that session for a future time of course not not. (laughs) (laughs) all right look i should we're done here okay i i'm gonna say uh uh good night to anybody that's still listening that hasn't already turned it off um and uh i hope you enjoyed this it was a key subject for for me these last couple of weeks and it hasn't finished yet so i've got to 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 try and help my client through this decision making process Um, and maybe uh, you should wait until the end of May when all the new stuff is announced. Maybe, or maybe, maybe. I should just take a bottle of Tyconnell to the workshop, and that will help everybody make better decisions. There's the answer. Yeah. Office three six five distilled. Done. <laughs> Steve Dolby is saying good night and goodbye, and good to speak to you again, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, same for me, Madame Somers. Um, if you have any questions, remarks, whatever's, uh, just call us out on Twitter, use the hashtag Office365Distilled. You need to say congratulations to... Oh yeah, congratulations to uh, Daniel Laskovitz who won the uh, ticket to the Collab Summit. By uh, hashtagging that we were thank us, you, uh, Moran. Yeah, and indeed. I, and you will take him out for a whiskey when you go. I might. You might. I might. Sounds like a little Maybe, too much to organize. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a little. All right. Anyway, say goodnight. Goodnight, everyone.